Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we have intentional conversations about the gospel and we desire to talk about theological truth. Thanks for joining us. We hope you can learn and grow and be fed through this. Well, Booker Tove, good morning. Welcome back. It's Coffee with Vern, episode two, season three. What's going on, man? We're doing all right. Jesse Moore, how are you? Good. I uh, I have some news. Oh, God. <laughs> I never know what to think. So uh, we jumped the gun last week. Did you know that? Did you look at our calendar, our schedule? We we were supposed to start today. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> episode one was, we were just too, we were eager. We were ready so, to come Well, we back get apparently. another episode is what that means. Yes, yeah, so we'll have to plan another episode. Wow, I didn't know that. You guys, you don't even know it. You, you're getting extra because we extra. were very eager. <laughs> yeah, wow. I looked I, at our schedule and I said, oh. Wow. I felt like it was early, but you know, I mean, when I think about it though, it worked out well. I mean, it did. um, It was, it was time. I, it was, it was time to get back in the studio, man. Uh, It's been a hot minute. We had a lot to talk about, Yeah, you know, and so I enjoyed it. It was good. I don't even know if a lot of people knew we were back. Um, yeah. I think people, some some of our newer viewers, I think, think we've been doing it all summer because they've just been watching or listening to old episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're back, man. We need to announce it that we're back. Yes. We're back. We're back. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome we're back. back. Yeah, we had celebrate good times on last week. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I ain't got no music for you today. Um, you can blame the maestro. I didn't. I didn't put any plug in today. You can't but even tell what that is in front of you on this? the camera. You really, why? Is it because it's so black? Like it is. I mean, and it's, it's just, not shaped for what it's supposed to be. It is the darkest coffee cup that I have. Like, I, I mean, it's like a Both charcoal physically black paint. and metaphorically. Ah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Can you see it now? I mean, it's pretty. That's a good headshot. It still doesn't look like a coffee mug. But Are you yes. serious? What? I mean, if there was no handle. Stupid light ain't working today. So that's part of it. Um, well, it's a. this is a coffee cup for anyone that's wondering. It's the Punisher. The Punisher. Um, for yes. those of you listening, it is a skull coffee cup, but it is not a round skull coffee cup. It is a flat. It's entertaining to watch. Uh, thank you to the Milfords for this present. Um, I, I don't know how to drink. Out I have of it already still. seen you drink out of it. I need. I need everybody, everyone else, to experience this. You can try to drink right here, please. But it usually just like overflows <laughs> your mouth, and so the best, <laughs> the best approach is out of the corner, like a like a little kettle or a cauldron. Here we go. And then you don't have any drippage. That's why I like coming out of the corner instead of right here. What you didn't know it's is we also teach you how to drink out coffee cups. On coffee. Most <laughs> awkward thing hey, ever. I'm, I'm I feel like it awkward. would pair really well with the Edwards Puritan perk. Well, considering this is what's in the cup. We'll see. There you go. Well, yeah, since we jumped the gun, we got a minute to talk. Uh, just shoot the bull, you know? Do we? Um, uh, what was it that I said? Shoot the bird. Shoot the bird. We got we got enough time to do that. So mm-hmm. uh, today on tap, we have... I haven't talked about coffee in a hot minute. You know... We haven't s- been here in a hot minute. Well, facts. <laughs> Sidetrack. Uh, my mom... I this 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 made my heart overflow with joy. Uh, was it this weekend? My mom went, you know, I don't hear the grinder anymore, the coffee grinder. Well, reality of it is I haven't bought any coffee beans in a hot minute. And for my people that know me, that's like chief sin. Um, (laughs) 
big chief sin. I used to only spend money on coffee, but lately I've I haven't been able to breathe, uh, and so. I don't spend my money on coffee. I'm spending my money on things like their necessities, like food, um, because I'm running around like an idiot, um, and things that I don't need, like yeah, um, merch. But anyways, uh, this was uh, given to me by none other than Mephibosheth. Yes, and this is some good stuff. This is a Puritan part from the Reformed Roasters. Simmers, simmers, not sinners. Simmers in the hands of an angry God. Get it? Cause it's Jonathan Edwards, but it's real good. Um, I highly recommend this coffee to you. You're given to a good cause as a Christian company. They have a bag that you can order that gives money straight to a, um, abortion prevention, uh, agency, I guess, or nonprofit. It's a really good cause. And so check them out. Um, if I drink coffee, you would, which one would you want? You would want John Owen or the Edwards? Um, there's Richard Sibbs. There's, I don't know. I, I like some John good Edwards. Ones. Yeah. I mean, if it, I drank coffee. I got some good ones. But I don't. I got a new blend coming in this week. We'll talk about next week, maybe. Um, and so I'm excited about that. But yeah, so we're back. See, Coffee with Vern gets me back into my roots. Yeah. Talking about coffee. Um, I mean, <laughs> here's something crazy. Uh, me and I was texting Jesse Holmes this morning. I haven't seen Jesse in like almost a month. And wow. I'll be the first to throw myself out there. It's my fault. Um, because I'm just, for my really close friends, you know, I'm a horrible person at responding to text messages. Yep. Or just shame me. Go ahead. Just yep. throw stone, stone me, put me in a corner, whatever you need to do. But I, <laughs> tonight's first BCM. And so I'm trying to go and I was like, man, I just, I miss you. I need to see you. And so we're gonna try to get coffee, but I haven't, you know, Jesse Ke- Holmes keeps me into the coffee world. So yeah. all that, none of you really care, but just also, to say, also side, side note. Our very own Peter Johnston ah, is about to start his blog. own blog. That's right. About his millions and millions of coffee mugs. It's got like over 200 something. It's crazy. If you think I've got coffee cups, start at Peter. Yeah. And he's got like crazy ones. There's My favorite one I've seen so far is something about a taco on it. Um, yes. He brought it to staff that. meeting. Yeah. Yeah. A nap and a taco or something, something like that. like that. Um, but yeah, read that when it gets out there. It's good stuff, man. So... Well, Jesse, that's that's what I needed. I just needed to kick back for a little bit. There you go. We, uh, me and Jesse, been getting our pump on. We've been doing CrossFit, <laughs> and so we needed to just get loose this our morning pump. to stretch. Um, but today, what we wanted to kind of spend some time talking about. So last week, um, I don't know if we talked about it, but you, so if you watch, you saw I had an Evans football. Yeah, shirt we, on. we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, we brought that a little bit, and so. Today, we wanted to, um, I kind of wanted just to share a little bit of what I'm doing with that group, but also what I'm going to be working through with those guys uh, in their devos. Um, I'm really excited about this opportunity, and I'm working through with my Monday morning uh, guys the same thing. Uh, we're taking a little bit different of an approach with it since the guys I meet with on Monday mornings, they've been with me for a while, um, and most of them have been raised here. And so I'm going a little bit more with them on certain aspects, different passages of scripture. But um, this is a card that I'm going to be giving out to the football team. And so I wanted to kind of just talk about it and just kind of charge all of our listeners just to be praying. Um, You know, getting into the schools, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do anymore. Right. Um, I know many of our older folks, like you remember a time probably when you're, youth pastor or your pastor would just walk into the schools. Even me and Jesse remember that. Yeah. 
when I graduated, that was still a thing. The youth pastors come eat lunch. Yeah. Well, that's just not well because especially because of COVID. But even right before COVID, that was kind of being pushed out. Um, there's a lot of restrictions to what we can and can't do now, right? We so my position is um, I'm a character coach, right? Yeah. The the position of chaplain has been done away, dissolved. Yeah, and because that word is kind of just seen as a a bad word in the school world. Well, it's it's exclusive and we can't be exclusive we can't be exclusive. even though god was exclusive in his calling of people inclusively exclusive all right you know we can't be excuse me sorry (laughs) sidebar (laughs) what's in this coffee what is it simmers in the hands of an angry god that's what it is. I, th- I thought it had an undertone of anger. But um, <laughs> uh, anyways, like there's a lot of tight things that we, we can't do. Um, and so like most of the things like from a biblical sense, like when we're trying to get into the schools, they have to be led by the students. And I'm really just there to encourage. Um, I'm there to support. But um, what I'm, if I'm being honest, what I'm charging you to pray for is for gospel conversations. Mm. Cause if they approach me with conversations, man, I'm praying for open doors. That the Lord would just lead through. Um, but I will say, although it's much more difficult to get into the schools, to walk around, I will tell you, it makes it much more strategic. It makes it a lot more fun and intentional because this position I'm doing with the football team, right? I, I've been in it for three weeks now and it's, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. I, I don't play football. I never played football. Um, I do. I love football. Yeah. I love watching football, but I don't understand the ins and outs and the lingo and the plays and all that. I just like watching. I know enough to watch it and understand what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a fool. Like, Oh, why are they throwing that thing? Like, I'm not that kind of idiot. But when they're calling out plays and, and doing these hand motions and all that stuff, I know baseball signs. I don't know football, okay? But your coach Jimmy B. Yeah, Coach Jimmy B don't don't know what's going on. Um, right. And so all of that to say, it's outside of my comfort zone widely. Right. That, that's where a lot of growth happens. Bingo. And I told Coach that Part of the reason I felt like the Lord was calling me to do this was because the Lord doesn't call the equipped. He calls the unequipped and equips them. Yeah. And like, I'm very unequipped to do this job. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. I am probably the lightest person that is standing on the field when you go out there. (laughs) I I got back into working out partly because I was tired of looking like a twig when I stood next to some of these guys (laughs) and for fellowship, of course. But, um, you know, it is... It is a whole different world, whole different world. Now, I lived with football players in college, and though that was fun. One of my best friends was on the football team, and now he's working at that school. And so I understand enough, right? But um, with that said, like, I'm really excited because this has been the avenue to how I can get plugged in with school, mm. right? And those guys know, well, this isn't just preacher boy coming to preach to us. Like what these guys are, I pray are seeing is this dude wants to be around us because he cares about us. Well, that's what's nice about this character coach exactly. position. You're not just coming in and talking for five minutes before and dipping out. And yeah, that's you're right. there for the practice. That's you're right. There for the game, you're on the sidelines. That's right. Like, I mean, you're handing them popsicles. For dude, I'm sake. popsicle boy. Yeah. So they're getting to know you on such a, a personal level. That's right. That thing it 
it should just flow naturally afterwards. Right. And that was that's why when Greg, the director of FCA, kind of just shared with me the vision, um, it really hit me. It's like because I, I I'll be honest with you, I don't want to be just the chaplain who comes in, gives a message, rolls and out. Can leave, yeah. What who wants to listen to someone's just gonna roll out? You connect with your pastor because he's part of your life, not right. because he just said a good word. Right. And so with that, There's no buy-in. It, my, my point exactly, that's the, why I love the whole concept of what we were talking about yesterday, how, like, if we're going to play in a church, you send a pastor with them. Yeah. Right? But essentially, with this role, like, I get to be in their life. Like, I, a couple of the guys I've met, and I, I'm just, I'm so excited about getting to watch them. A couple of them are getting looks by colleges, and I can celebrate with them if that's what the Lord leads for their lives. Yeah. Um, well, especially, I mean, in a time where how many kids leave the church after oh they graduate? Gosh. It's still like 20% stay, 80%, yeah, 80% leave. leave. Yeah, it's just insane. Is I And I feel like even with this little small step, you're just adding that much more yeah. for them to be able to, to stay in, That's to right. have a buy-in, yeah. to say, hey, well, you know, he really cared about me, but he also spoke truth into my life. Let me... Let me see where that came from. Yeah, and I'm not there like Bible thumping them. Right. Right. Like, I mean, man, they, there's there's some rough mouths out there. Well, guess what? I'm not there to correct that. I'm there to love on them. I'm there like, hey, if they if they profess Christ and they call themselves a believer, I'm there to call them out as a brother would and love on them and help them and train them and equip them. But for the one that doesn't know the Lord, I'm not there to judge them. I'm there to be there for them just as Jesus was. Yeah. So that brings me to my point. So... Um, my, what my week looks like with that. And I'm hoping to get Jesse doesn't know it, but Uh-oh. I'm what? hoping to get him more involved with what I'm doing with this Uh-oh. whole thing. Cause it's his alma mater. Um, <laughs> but essentially what my week looks like is I go on Tuesday and I go on Thursday for practices and I can go whenever. So the coaches told me like you have free reign come. And so, but Tuesday and Thursday is the day that I really have intention, intentional time with them. Yeah. And then I go to games. Uh, so I, I'm trying to go to all the games except the ones that are like three hours away. Cause it's just, they have to leave at like noon or something. So I, but I get to be a part of that. And on Fridays I do get to share Devo with them, but they're more apt to listen to someone who's in their life. Oh, so absolutely. I've built, I've already built relationships. When I show up yeah. two of my boys, um, one of them, man, it, he, if you come to the game Friday, number four, you got to watch him. He is stellar wide receiver, but he, it's like, yo, James, what's up, brother? He always comes and talks to me, ask me, man, how, how's your day going? How's, how's life? How's work? Um, and so we've built a relationship, but they, they really intentional about listening because I've built relationships. And so that's what my week looks like. And what I'm doing on Fridays is I'm walking through an acronym. Yeah. Now, where did that come from? And I'll share what the acronym is in just a second is lately. And I think Jesse would agree in his own life, right? So add in where you want, but the Lord has really been teaching me about two concepts, purpose and intentionality, mm. purpose and intentionality. You just had a baby. Yes. Right. So there's a lot of purpose to your life right now. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of intentionality behind everything you do because your girls are watching. Absolutely. And you got a son now who's going to be watching. Absolutely. So pretty relative things in both our worlds. For me, I'm 24. Big things in life are coming my way, right? And so I'm trying to live every single moment with purpose and intentionality. Also, because we're in the ministry. Now, where does this come from, though? Well, this comes from James 4, man. James 4, 14 especially tells us that life is a vapor, a mist. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is not promised. Now, are you able to hold mist? 
Answers, no. no. <laughs> like, go out there and try. I want to watch. Let me know when you do it, right? Yeah. But James is saying life is so short that tomorrow it's, it's there and gone. Yeah. And so he's, he's writing and telling them to not make plans and boast in tomorrow, but to live each moment in recognizing that it is the grace of God that tomorrow is not promised. And so with that, I was like, man, this is something that's applicable reality to the believer or the unbeliever. Mm-hmm. It really is. And what I'm trying to do is through it with the unbeliever, like show them that there's more to your life in Christ. Yeah. But I still can get on a ground level with them and be credible with them, even to the unbeliever and believer with this concept of purpose. So what our theme is with them this year is what is your purpose? So let me ask the, the listeners, right, what is your purpose? Now, Jesse, let me ask you, because I think you know the right answer. What is your purpose in life? What is your sole purpose, Jesse? Do you want me... To recite I, I, what I like? I want it. I want it. I want it in fullness. You know what I like. It's the Westminster Larger Catechism. Oh, you like the larger one. Okay. Well, I mean, it's the same. I mean, they're, they are, they're but the you same know, you're thing. bougie. It's that's fine. separate question. You know, different. <laughs> I did larger because it's for adults. I mean, if you want to be bougie, that's fine. I like the that. The shorter one was for kids. Okay, fair enough. That's All right, fine. Fine. God. Go for it, larger. <laughs> Man's chief and highest end is to glorify God and fully enjoy him forever. Man, that's good. Yeah. I had to take a sip of coffee while that was going on. That was so good. Um, yeah, so man's chief end, meaning man's only purpose, is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Mm. All right, now let's talk about that. What does it mean to glorify God? That's a fun question. Yeah, I mean. Because you got to define glory. We got, <laughs> right, which we, don't, we need got, an episode for that. Yeah. But what does it mean to glorify God? Okay, now let's just put it simply, right? To glorify God. And enjoy him forever. Let's break down glorifying God. Glorifying God means to bring him exaltation. All right, what's exaltation? Bring him praise. Let's simplify it even more. Bring him praise and adoration in everything that you do. And enjoy him forever means, really, enjoy him forever is the byproduct of doing that. Right. That's really why it's tagged on. When we are truly bringing praise, walking our lives and recognizing, hey, let this moment serve to give God glory rather than me, give him praise and exaltation, we end up enjoying him in yes. return. It's a it's satisfying. Cause and effect. Bingo. And see, what's, what's crazy to me is me and Allison just watched something yesterday. Um... We sometimes watch uncomfortable conversations with a black man. By what is that? It's um, man, I forget his name. Is it a pastor? No, he's a football player. It's totally secular. Um, but yesterday he did a mental health. I don't even know if it was. We watched it yesterday. He did a mental a mental health discussion with Lil Wayne. Is that Ocho Cinco? No, it's Emmanuel Acho. Yeah, Ocho Cinco. Is that what is that? That's Ocho. Okay. Hold on. I thought it was Ocho. Continue. A C H O. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, so he was with Lil Wayne, and Lil Wayne was talking about how he has mental health issues because at the root of his problem, the question he always asks himself is, Do I matter? Mm. Like, so he doesn't even know his purpose. And because he doesn't know his purpose, he always questions, will he matter? Like he talked about at the end of his life, which he attempted suicide at the age of 12, apparently, because he always asks the question, will I matter? And then he gets really depressed and says, does anybody really care anyway? Mm. And so if you don't have Christ, 
you will always ask that question. You'll forever ask that question. That's yeah. right. So it's it's. I mean, side note, it was not Ocho Cinco. Yeah, I didn't think so. There's another. He's got his own thing though. That's very similar. That's okay, why. gotcha. But yeah, I know who you're talking about. And but you bring up a great point because without Christ, there is no true purpose in your right. life. And right. that's if I'm being honest, that's what I'm trying to get at with them. It's like by showing them. Yeah. Like they're. You find purpose when yeah. Christ is what is true in your life. Well, and and for the person who's already a Christian, like don't be chasing after worldly stuff. Uh-uh. You should be. Who was it? It was uh, Kyle Eidelman, the man that I think is just acts and has the mannerisms of Malone. <laughs> um, he was talking about. He talked to a lady one time whose son was like. All in for Christ. He was all in all the time, and it annoyed her. And she said, "Please, Pastor, tell him everything in moderation." And Kyle said, "I had to, I had to push down my anger when yeah. I heard that. Like it is not moderation. You are either all in or you are not. You don't ride a fence post, my friend. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what I always think about that when I hear, you know, the highest end, chief end of man is to glorify God and fully enjoy Him forever." Like that's because here on earth as a Christian, we are all in all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Otherwise it'll mess you up. And and I speak from personal experience. Yeah, we well, we both can. Yeah. Um yeah, and reality is what you said though, their true purpose is found in Jesus. Um, but what that's what I'm trying to get at is um have that undertone of showing them like, hey, yeah, there's purpose in you being on the football team. Even if you don't know the Lord, there's purpose in what you're doing, but there's not true purpose until you know Jesus. Right. Right. Um, and so that's what we're getting at with them. And so I've asked them that question and now they all agreed. We, the first Devo was awesome, but they all agreed. Yeah. Tomorrow's not promise. Mm. I was like, so you would agree that you need to live for this moment then? Yes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what I'm really just praying, like, okay, let's plant that seed. Like, hey, there's so much more for living for the moment if you know Jesus. Because you recognize in tomorrow not being promised, there's souls going and dying to hell. Yeah. Right? And there's an opportunity for you to glorify God in everything you're doing. And so that's what I've been trying to show them. And you're you're little drops at a time, right? Right. I'm just throwing pebbles. Little little drops after a while can become a, a flood, you know? That's it. When you sprinkle water on your head, after a while, your whole head gets wet. Right. And so I'm just like, come on. Like, here you go. Um, and so it's really exciting, but we're walking through the acronym of per- acronym. Excuse me. <laughs> acronym. I've had those issues acronym. today, too. Uh, we're walking through an acronym that me and Jesse, I'm not taking all the credit. He helped me full, full point of it. This is all you. Nah, man, you helped me on that whiteboard, but we developed an acronym called PURPOSE, and here's what it stands for. So P is for persistent, U is for unified, R is for respectful, P is for prepared, O is for obedient, S is for serving, and E is for encouraging. Now, this was designed for the football team. It was, yeah. but guess what? These are all character traits as believers we oh, should yeah. be showing. Oh, yeah. And, and even, <laughs> I mean, don't even get me on the pulpit with this one, Bubba. Yeah. I was I was telling the boys yesterday morning, it's like, listen, I might have designed this for the football team, but this should ring even more true for you, my friend. And so what? let's just think about it for a minute. Persistent. Okay. What, is, what does it mean to be persistent? Mm. And what does that mean? To keep going. 
right? It means you just full-fledged keep going. You are steadfast. Instead of using the biblical word of steadfast, we're using persistent. Right. Because everybody would agree with what persistence is. Right now, for the football team, persistent means, all right, let's say, and I pray they don't, knocking on some form of wood, but let's say they don't play well this Friday at the first game. It means we get back out there next week and we keep going. Yeah. We don't give up. You're persistent. That's what it looks like in the football world. All right, for the believer, though, yeah. when you stumble and sin, because you will, you get back up. Well, Proverbs 24, Come 16, on. for the righteous fall seven times and rises again. Oh, <laughs> man, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there, you can go with persistence anywhere, but even one that stuck out to me that I really enjoyed, because I just finished my study in Matthew. I'm in Mark now, but the... The persistent, it's even called the persistence of the Canaanite woman mm. whose daughter was demon oppressed. That's it, yeah. And Jesus is testing her faith and he tells her a few times, you know, mm-hmm. basically no. Yeah. And uh, she could have walked away and she kept persisting. And in the end, he, I mean, you could just, when you read it, you could just see like the joy on Jesus' face when he tells her how great her faith is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, persistence. You think about the woman with the blood disorder. Just did that today in Mark. Think about, okay, when we we don't ever think about the concept of the crowds, how big they might have been. Well, and she was was ceremonially unclean. Yeah. Which means people were, I mean, she could have, yeah, she could have easily been stoned. She could have died. Yeah. And so even then, she, her faith was imperfect, Mm -hmm. almost, um, she thought maybe like a magical touch from a, you know, a holy person's garment could right. heal her, but it's still faith. But it was she was persistent God to get to faith. Jesus. But even that, she persisted even more when Jesus says, who touched me? Mm-hmm. Not that he didn't know. Right. Oh, right? I love that whole concept. So he wanted, and, and he wanted her to show her faith by standing up and saying, it was me. And she did. And that, that in the end, not only helped her faith, it helped Jairus's faith mm-hmm. on the way to raise his daughter. That's right. It's just persistence, man. Yeah. Get him to Jesus. I think about when the men dropped the guy through the through roof. The roof. The persi- let's yes. get this man to Jesus. <laughs> no, yeah. They couldn't get in. They could have left. They walked onto the roof. <laughs> they dug through a roof. The clay roof, most likely. Yeah. So they, they not only thought... We're going to have to break a lot of stuff. <laughs> We're going to destroy some property. We're going to have to, yeah, exactly my next point. We're going to have to pay for this eventually. So. But we're getting this man to Jesus. <laughs> so what do you think? Was this, what, what if people think this might have been Peter's house, right? I, or Peter's I've mother-in-law's house yeah. or something. Like Peter's probably going, what are you doing? What's going on? Oh, man. But yeah. persistence, right? So it's even more applicable in the Christian life. Mm-hmm. All right, you, Unified. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one because you should know this one. Yeah. All right, almost every epistle, there's a, a hair of focusing on unity in the church. Yeah. Because it's vital. So I like Acts 432. Mm-hmm. Four, did I say that word? 432. Having uh, trouble. All believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. Yep. That was the early church. Oh, and they didn't have much. They didn't have much. But that's when you go on to look. They didn't have much, but there was no needy people. Uh-huh. Because those who did have gave <laughs> so that no one was needy. Oh, man. Oh, man. Ears perked? Yeah. We can, we're going to 
move on from you because <laughs> if I get on my high horse, we'll be there. Um, <laughs> respectful. Mm. All right, submitting to authority. Respectful of elders. Absolutely. For the team, I was, you know, what we're going to talk about is being respectful of your coaches because they know what's best for you. That's yeah. the reason they're in the place that they're in, the authority that they're in. Um, for us, right, the authority that's placed above you by God, all authority has been ordained by God. Yeah. Right? Respecting it. Yeah. No need to hang out there. Yeah. I can move on plenty. Um, <laughs> that P, prepared. Who prepared? All right. Well, how do we as believers get prepared? Man, I... Should be an easy one. We we all can give the right answer. Yeah. It's the, the application of the answer. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, listen, the if you walk out the door, and this is, I'm talking to James Vernon Barnes right now, okay? Uh, I'm talking to myself. Um, if you walk out the door without speaking with the Lord, you are not prepared for the day. You're not. You are not prepared for the day. Today was... This today was just good for me. Yeah. Um, I was telling, man, and I hate I hate confessing this, but that's just pride I need to destroy. Um, the, over the last two weeks, I have been so busy mm. that I have not had a quiet time in the morning. Right? I've had to substitute or read to study, which is well awful, right? Um, and I, I just confess that because like that's an area I need people praying for me for. It's like my time with the Lord to be prosperous for my walk right not for anything else or teaching or anything but just for my walk yeah um today uh but <laughs> this is funny i don't care um we <laughs> ate a lot of crap food yesterday and i of which you suggested both i am the reason for both um but it was good um <laughs> it was so good but I woke up not feeling too hot this morning. Uh, the the gurgles little, woke me up a little too hot. A little morning. spicy wings, hot. <laughs> uh, and so I was already up. Come six fifteen at that point, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna just go ahead and make some coffee." So I, I sat down next to my dog for a minute, and then I got some coffee. Me and my dog, we have a tr- we have a routine in the morning, man. Sit down next to my dog. Uh, she sits by me. I love that dog, um, but. Uh, I made some coffee, went back to my study, and I just, because I had not been in it, I just didn't even know where to turn. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about that, but man, it was so good. It prepared me for my day. Well, it, so. It, it did. Just turning wherever the Lord led me, it prepared me for my day. I'm I'm similar to you right now, not in my quiet time, but actually in my prayer time, because we do have a newborn in the house, Yeah. and so I am both up late and up early. very early. So a lot of times I will, I, I hate doing this, but uh, I, I fall asleep a lot of times while I'm supposed to be praying. Like I'll pray and I'll get about two minutes in yeah. and I'm Comatose. sawing logs. Yeah. I don't like doing that. I, and so the next morning I'm always like, oh man, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I carve out a time despite what's going right. on. So I'm not doing that. And then time comes around and I'm like. I'm so tired. Yeah. Well, I'm the same thing for the morning. I dealt with that in college because I was up studying all hours at night. Um, and so I get it. Um, but man, I just, I, I I would encourage you with, and for anyone too, just get into it. Yeah. You know, starting. Well, see, that's what I like what Matt Chandler says about prayer. He says he has a lot and he will admit himself that he has struggles with prayer, Mm -hmm. which helped me immensely. Yeah. Um, but he says he has a lot of people come up to him Hey man, 
I, I really, I can't pray. I just don't know how to pray. And he's like, he, in his loving Matt Chandler way, what baloney? <laughs> it, basically, he was saying, even if you sit there and you just say, God, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray. Please just help me in my prayer time. He's like, guess what, guys? You just prayed. Yeah, but really. <laughs> yeah. That was, I mean, that was me this morning. Just, I yeah. sat there and just well, in my own thoughts. What is the Holy Spirit? What's one thing he does for us when we he don't know how to pray? In our weakness. He prays on our behalf. Romans. I mean, yeah. We're not helpless here. No, no. And that's we, the beauty. We are of it. the opposite, have the most help we could possibly get. I'm telling you, when you don't know how to pray, just cry out. Cry yeah. out with the utterness of your soul. Right. Um, well, something so, else from for prepared before we move on. Yeah, complete. No, we may run run long, but I, it's supposed to be episode one anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> I had two parables that that really hit me for preparedness. It was the the uh, scary one, which is the parable of the ten virgins. Oh, and Matthew. Yeah, we talked about that one a little bit. Uh huh. Where Whew. five of the the bridesmaids do not have enough oil for when the bridegroom returns. And uh, they're shut out of the feast. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, don't, let, let's not be, let's not fool ourselves and think that that parable is just for the non-Christian. Oh, like that. No. Millions no. of applications for us as well. To which that kind of trickles down to um, the parable of the talents. You know? One talent, two right. talent, five talents. The, the one who grew the two and the five, it's not how much they grew or how much they were given. It's just what they did with what they were given. Yeah. And one did nothing. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. not prepared. And he got rebuked. So yeah, we talked a little bit about that too. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll, I'll leave that with a quote from, um, they're Allison and Davies are Matthew scholars. Um, they don't have enough time mm. at this point because they had too much time earlier. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. When I read that quote, it kind of made me sweat a little bit. I was, I told Allison, I said, that makes me uncomfortable. Uh, well, um, is that a fire? I just failed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's man, it's so good though. Preparedness is such a vital yeah. thing in the Christian walk. Yeah. To me, out of your purpose acronym, persistence, prepared and obedient mm. were like the three big ones. And I think I, I got to today. I need to take a picture of it on the practice field. They have a sign on the Evans field. And I think it says the will. I, I don't want to quote it wrong, but I think it says the will to win is important, but the will to prepare is vital. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, and I'm like, man, that is so applicable. You won't win. It's so you don't applicable prepare. for the Christian life because yeah. how are we going to go out there and quote quote win souls for the kingdom if we're not prepared our own self yeah and so it transpires into every facet of our life that's good man mm. and then the last three obedient serving and encouraging obedient that one let me tell you how do you show that you have true faith in the lord your obedience right your obedience to his word your obedience expresses trust and faith in Christ. Yeah, well, your obedience in doing His will for you, yes, and, right. and your obedience in finding what that is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, and that go. The, it comes perfectly after. Like, if you're not prepared in His Word, you will not know how to be obedient. You won't walk in obedience. Yeah, and so it transpires. Um, well, as the, <laughs> we'll bring it back around, please. 
the Westminster larger catechism. Mm, Westminster larger. Mm. I feel like we do have to have some kind of like we will. voice. When I know that. for that. So mm, question, question 91. <laughs> uh, what is the duty which God requires of man? And the answer is obedience to his revealed uh-huh. will. I've read that one. That's yeah. they. So that's the whole thing is in my Bible. And I read mm-hmm. through it one time. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's huge. I, Jesus showed us that. Yeah. He illustrated us for that. Mm-hmm. In the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. But also in John six thirty eight, he says, not to do my own will. This is when he feeds yes. 5,000. Not Isn't it? I think. Yeah, I Not think so. to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. John 17 in the, in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, take this cup and pass it from me, but if it be will. your yeah, will. But not my will. And it's, I don't know if he's, if that's said in John 17. It's said in one of the other gospels, but John 17 yeah. is the garden gets right. And so, yeah, got, Jesus was obedient to the Father. Um, and so how much more we should be obedient? Yeah. Um, if the one who came and died for us was obedient in every facet, we claim to be followers of him, how much more we are to be obedient? Amen. Um, and then the last two kind of work together, but serving, mm-hmm. right? We are called to serve. Um, the Great Commission uh, is the most quoted um, of the go, push, send um, verses in the church, but we are called to serve. Mm-hmm. Look at what Jesus did. He served the least of these, right? And I, well, let me just, can okay, you, can, can I, can I that, hang out here for a minute? Can you say that one more he time? He served the least of these. And uh, you know what? I didn't get on my high horse earlier, so I'm going to right now. Please That's, do. Um, Jesse, I, when we leave this room in just a minute, I think we need to stop everything we're doing for at least... 30 minutes and talk about this homeless ministry okay. because reality of it is. So I, when I pass someone who's homeless, it never fails. I just, I'm broken. And for all of those skeptics out there, if I call you out and I step on your toes, I work for Malone and before the, the Lord first <laughs> and Malone's not afraid to step on toes. So I'm going to step on toes. Um, here's the reality. I don't care what that homeless person does with my money. I'm called to give. Right. I am called to give. I mean, we just talked about it. In the early church, there were no needy people Man. because those who had gave. They gave. And um, I live off of exit 190 in Grovetown. And I have not seen a homeless person off that exit since I've been out there for the last three years. And this past Saturday, there was a homeless man standing outside of the culvers, like where you pull out of that red light, with a leg brace stumbling around and it broke me and I was on the other side and I would have had to cause a wreck to get over there. And I was ready to do that. Anna was ready to go with me. Um, but I had no cash on me. I hadn't, no, we were in her car. I had nothing to give to him and it just broke me. Cause I felt like I wasn't prepared for that moment, yeah. but reality of it is like, I'm just tired of being broken over the least of these and I'm just afraid that we in the church, the American church, are not broken over the least of these. Which is sad because... What is our calling? It is it is well emphasized yeah. in Scripture. Oh, well, I mean, when you're reading Mark, yeah. and what is Mar- what is Jesus doing all through the front half well, of Mark? So let's... let's Well, yeah, that's Mark, right? He, he, he highlights what Jesus does in his ministry. Mm-hmm. And so... Let's talk about Mark 5, where I am today. No, I just he finished goes, that. He goes to help Jairus, mm-hmm. but along the way he stops. Yes, he does. To help the extremely marginalized woman. Yes. 
on the way to help a high profile mm-hmm. uh, synagogue leader. Yeah. Yeah. So I pray often, Lord, help me be a tool to be a voice for the marginalized people who don't have one. Yeah. And so me and my family have just recently um, gotten into help in the Arrowwood community. Yeah. Um, but and, and this is something that I've grown into, something that I've had to to progress through because I, I didn't used to be this way. Yeah. But like I can speak. Some people don't have that. Right. So what can I do? And I don't think I've yet been given that opportunity. I think the Lord's grown me to a place to where I will be given that opportunity one day. But like I so want to help those who cannot speak. Mm-hmm. I, and I listen. I, I we, me and Jesse both. We got our own areas. We got to work out. Trust yeah. me. We ain't got it all I, figured out. I didn't used to feel this way, but right. the Lord broke me. But it doesn't mean that the Lord ain't working and breaking us. Right. Because one of the greatest processes in growing and sanctification is being broken. Yes. Because out of the ashes comes beauty. Yeah. And I'm. I want to see my heart broken like Jesus was for people. Yeah. And and not just in a season, but every day because i mean I, i'm broken over this football team the reality is i don't know how many or if any of them know the lord right i don't i have one boy on that team who i'm friends with and i've watched grow up i believe does know the lord and one other who is part of the fca chapter that i do know knows the lord but apart from that there's 90 guys on that team that's 88 other guys that i have no idea where they stand before the lord so i'm broken over their salvation I'm broken over what I've been told some of them go home to, Mm. right? Because guess what? Some of them go home to nothing, right? But also my burden is is for the outcast in least of these. Yes. Right? Here's the reality. Rather the homeless person uses my money to go get cigarettes, drugs, alcohol, whatever it be, they are still homeless, right? And my calling was not... To, to check and filtrate, what am I going to do? Oh, hey, make sure you use this for the right thing. My yeah. calling was just to give and trust. Right. right. Because at the end of the day, God is sovereign and he knows what's going to happen. Right. But he didn't call me to go, oh, well, they're going to do that. So this one's going to get it. Yeah. No, he said give freely. Well, well we're tools, right? It's, yeah. It, tools don't decide what they work on. That's, oh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Someone get some, some chaff cream in here because that one hurt. Yeah, and and so we are just supposed to do what we are, what we are guided that, to that's do. The, and it's just, I think today it's just really has burdened me more, um, because of the reality of what I saw Saturday, and I just saw all of these cars passing by and this man hobbling. Mm. Um, and my grandfather, you know, just to add before we move into the encouraging thing, and we'll close out. My grandfather was a Vietnam veteran. Um, and he is gone now and with the Lord. And there is no doubt in my heart and life, he's with the Lord. But one thing my grandfather did was he gave the shirt off his back to anyone who needed it. Yeah. Um, he was the most gracious man I've ever met. And I learned it from him. He told me, son, it don't matter who you're giving it to. He said, you just give. Yeah. He said, the Lord's going to take care of the rest. And I watched him do it. Watched him do it. He was broken for veterans who were homeless. He was broken for people that didn't know Jesus. I remember us sitting down and having a conversation with a veteran out Fort Gordon. I mean, it was just, it was awesome to see my grandfather live out what Christ has done in his life. And he came from nothing. All right. This is a funny story, but it's a reality. He was one of five kids and he talked about how 
there were weeks they'd go without toilet paper and they were just using scraps. Yeah. No, it's funny, but it's also real. Yeah. The reality of they ate squirrel. They ate whatever they could get. Um, and he came from nothing and he gave everything. Yeah. Man, sometimes I wish I was like that because he learned what it looked like to have nothing. And so he's broken for those that had nothing. Yeah. And, and I will say, I, I, I think a vast majority of the people that we know mm-hmm. are that way. I 100% would agree with there that. There are always that small group right. of people who are very, very noisy. That's right. And very outspoken. But I, I will say, I feel like most of the people that we know are very generous and very giving. And I don't have names that like come to mind. Like there's not like right. James is trying to rebuke certain people that oh, come absolutely. to mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'm just I'll tell you I'm I'm more broken over just our society that doesn't want to help. You know? Yeah. To our I will say this as we close out and hit E for encouraging. Let me start with encouraging you to you know, to our church, I've never have served or worked with a church or been in a church that is so gracious. Yeah. Ever. Oh. And I yeah. listen, I've only worked for two churches, but I have done ministry with tons of churches, right? Um, dozens because of being in college and all. And I've never been with a church. And it's not because it's my home church who is just so giving generously. And so I just want to say, West Stickers, job well done. Keep moving forward. Don't keep, stop. Yes. Keep Don't moving forward. stop. Persist. Right. Persistence because Persist. the Lord has blessed us. He has. So what are we supposed to do with that is bless freely. Let us to go and bless. Doing good. That's it. In due season, and so let me encourage you. Keep going. That's right. There's no reason to stop. If the Lord keeps pushing West Acres, we keep giving to the Absolutely. community. Well, let me uh, let me do a little plug for the Hope Collective. Drop it. Yeah, James James's heart for the homeless has birthed. Uh, an idea. <laughs> Inside I know why joke. you said that. Inside joke from staff meeting. Yeah. Um, it has given birth to an idea called the Hope Collective. Yep. And so if you are thinking from today how you could help out with that, we will soon have a shirt. Yeah. It will have the Hope Collective logo on it and the West Acres logo on the back. Yep. Um, if you buy that, proceeds from that will go to the Hope Collective. Straight to it, yep. Yes, and that will help fill bags that mm-hmm. James and the youth and whoever else wants to will pass out. Yeah, so our goal, um, part of what I want to do for Transform Weekend this year in October is have a day of serving um, because we are, as we are transformed, we are to go and transform. Yes. All right, and so um, part of my goal is that we'll take a day and what we're our plan is, my, my prayer, this was the original idea, was two times a year, have a packing of bags and sending. And essentially that means, okay, if you pack your own bag and you're committing, I'm going to take this bag and I'm going to commit to finding someone who needs it, you take it and you give it with mm. your your parents or your family. Um, if not, you leave it with us and we will have an initiative to go. Um, as I travel to Greenville, man, I've passed dozens. And so I'm going to keep them in my truck, things like that. We're going to go downtown. I'm going to give some maybe to Jesse Holmes as he works downtown, yeah, that's good you know, idea. partner in. But the goal is we're going to pack a bag. We don't know what that bag looks like. I'm trying to find some kind of waterproof bag um, that will have uh, a Ziploc bag of snacks, right? And, and it doesn't have to be callous, just enough, right, to get them by for a couple of days or weeks to help them out with whatever money they might have to save, Um have a for the fall push it'll have a beanie for when the cold weather hits um my goal is hopefully to have some poncho or rain jacket in each one because that's a big need 
um, socks is the most requested yeah. thing. So just necessities, because although we live in Georgia, cold is cold. Yeah. It's brutal. And so giving them some necessities that we don't usually think about, like a raincoat to protect the clothes that they do have. Um, and then each one we want to place a Bible in. Uh, and so, and then the spring push will have more things for the summer, like a water bottle, uh, maybe a ball cap, sunscreen, the little things that protect people, you know, we don't think about that are cheap. Um, and as COVID is still a thing, we want to pack each one with things that they need. Face mask. Right? Those are realities. The homeless community when COVID hit was struck significantly. And so we just want to help them out. But if you're interested in that, me and Jesse are actually going to get on working with that. Yeah. And how you can help is by purchasing a t-shirt. And what that t-shirt will serve for you is the money will go straight to helping us get bags and supporting us and getting t-shirts and things for them. But your shirt is you committing to praying for and, hey, I'm partnering in. Um, and it's an opportunity to go and share as well. Yeah, and so we're hoping to have a different shirt for them that will just say Hope Collective. Yeah, our the West Acres name logo will Nothing. not be anywhere yeah. in the bag. We're not going to promote the church. Yep. It's all about how can we assist. Yes. and so um, we'll have that. We uh, we'll get to working on that for you guys. But man, E for encouraging. That is what God has called us to do: is be an encouragement. Because guess what? The greatest encouragement in life is the gospel. Mm. The greatest. I will tell you, I had a phenomenal time last night at Ecclesia. We had 35 people come, and I was just blown away. But why did 35 people come? I believe it's because they want to learn more about the Word because the gospel. Mm. Um, Wednesday night, we had 58 students. I mean, the gospel is the power. It has nothing to do with James. It has nothing to do with West Sakers. It's the gospel. And so we are pushing it, man. I'm excited. Hey, if you want to join in, there are ways to get involved here at West Acres. Man, let me tell you, if you want to help out in the youth, hit me up. Or the children's, Peter looks, is looking for help. Rob is looking for people to be in a choir. Get plugged in. Because guess what? If you know the Lord, you have greater purpose. And so, wow, what an episode. What I didn't expect episode. all that, man. I know, that was good. That was, that was <laughs> awesome. But, hey, uh, plug just to continue praying for the church, pray for us. Um, we covet your prayers. Um, you can feel the presence of prayer. I'm, and I'm telling you, I used to be like, huh, what? No, I, you can feel it. I felt it at camp. It's real. I know Jesse felt it when Allison was given birth. It is real. And so we covet your prayers, but I just ask that you pray for uh, me as I work with this football team, that the Lord would do a work. And so thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, Shabbat Shalom. Go in peace. We'll see you next time.